Hello, everyone. Welcome to With Lavalina Podcast. Today, I'm super excited because I have my first ever guest. I feel so official and so fancy having a guest on my podcast. And that guest is the Henry Beto. He is one of my best friends in the entire world. He is another musical theater major at Belmont University. I am so lucky to know him and I hope that you all love him as much as I do. Today, we are talking about hustle culture and glorifying the grind. At school, overworking yourself specifically as a college student. Um, it was a super productive conversation. I feel like I learned so much from him and him and I talk all the time and I feel like this is something that we don't talk about enough and needs to be talked about more. So without any further ado, I hope that you guys really enjoy this and here we go. Hey, Henry. Hey, Elena. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thanks for being. You're my first guest. This is so crazy. It's an honor, truly. Oh, oh stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Okay, we're going to start with our opening question, which is number 60 of the 450 questions on the website that I found them on. I said it last week. You you guys remember. <laughs> um, which is, which of your five senses would you say is the strongest? Okay, that's such a silly question. I've never heard that question before, but I saw <laughs> no, it and yes. I was like, that's crazy. No, that's a great question. Um, I think <laughs> I was thinking about this a lot. Um, maybe, but I think I have a pretty good sense of smell, I would say. Okay. Yeah. The strongest one. I think so. Uh-huh. I think people would expect me to say hearing because uh-huh. like music, right. but, um, but I think smell. Okay. That's a, a good, good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I think I'd say sight. I've, yeah. I've thought about this so many times. Like if I went blind, I feel like I would be, I don't know. I feel, well, you know, they say your other senses adjust and right. things like that, but I'm always like looking everywhere at everything. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like definitely sight, but that'd be mine. Yeah, I don't nice. know if they can be stronger than the other ones, but. True. I wonder, there's got to be some sort of like scientific yeah. thing about that. <laughs> well, we'll look it up. Tell us. Let us know. Yeah. Um, okay. So today with Henry, we're going to be talking about glorifying the grind and hustle culture, specifically in college students. And um, this is something that I'm pretty passionate about is people just never taking breaks, specifically as music majors. I feel like we're overworked a ton and people basically what I mean by glorifying the grind is just people sort of seeing it as a good thing to be overworked and never taking a break and it's almost like taboo to be like oh I'm taking the weekend off or I'm not right. go- not going to go to this audition or whatever it ends up being but um yeah so there's a study by the American Health um the American College Health Association that found that of college students reported moderate to severe psychological stress. 53% reported being lonely and one in four have considered suicide, which is crazy. crazy. And I feel like we don't talk about enough in terms of like our professors or teachers talking about it. And even just like among Mm. each other, I I feel like people don't say enough about that. They're feeling overworked or really stressed because it's just like, Oh, you should be able to do this in school. So, First question, what is the difference for you between working hard and overworking? And how do you find a balance in that for yourself? That's a really good question. I feel like I'm a person that tends to overwork myself, if I'm being completely honest. Um, And I notice it, especially when I'm like in a show and working on it, I tend to like really, really go hard and like push myself more than normal. Mm -hmm. I feel like the difference between working hard and overworking, it would be like 
if you have capacity to do other things on top of your workload, Mm -hmm. then you're probably just working hard. But if you get home at the end of the night and can't do anything besides sleep, then you're probably overworking yourself. Um, And so I think that capacity is different for everyone, but like for me personally, I'm like, if I come home and my apartment is, has been a disaster for a week Uh or like my room is crazy and like, I'm losing the ability to like do those simple tasks because I'm focusing too hard on all these big ones. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I know that I'm overworking myself. Yeah, I agree. Especially in shows, it can be really hard, like being musical theater majors with just never feeling like you've practiced enough, totally. um, always having extra rehearsals, like not really in with musical theater. We don't really have our weekends, I right. would say, because there's always like rehearsals or an audition to help with or a show or somebody else's show to go to. And mm-hmm. so like I feel like a lot of other majors have that break set in to like totally. do homework and do things. And we don't even always have that. And it's just crazy. And yeah, I would say for myself, like sort of the same whenever I don't have time to like go to the grocery store or, Mm -hmm. um, clean my room or just do anything like that. I definitely am feeling very, very overworked. Like even recently I've, um, with just starting this podcast and working all the time on my website and things like that, Uh I just feel like I was doing that in all of my free time and there was just no time to do anything for myself. And tonight is like, I literally just telling my roommate Sinead, I was like, I'm going to the store tonight. Do you want to go? Like, let's go to the <laughs> That's store. That's your fun activity yes, is going to the fun store. Activity because I really, there's nothing in the fridge. Sinead was like, our, our fridge is bare. And I was like, I know. I need to go. Our get, fridge is so bare too right now. I need to right go get some stuff. But tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. amazing. Next. How would you describe grind culture or like hustle culture at Belmont as, or as a music major in general? Like what things have you heard people mm. say? And like, how have people just like shown that? here specifically right um that's a really good question as a music major I feel like there's definitely this culture of like if you're not in the practice room then you are what then what are you doing what are you doing (laughs) sleeping though right it's like if you're not putting hours in at the practice room then that means that you're like a failure which I don't think that's something that's like said verbally Uh but it's something that's felt very much yes um and of course our professors are going to encourage us to go to the practice room and absolutely we should be going to the practice room to improve but like recognizing when like I should go home and not be in the practice room anymore when my voice is getting tired right (laughs) and I don't always do that Uh um and I I also just think that there is an atmosphere sometimes of like when you're pushing yourself that hard to where your voice is getting tired, oh, that's when you're going to get the results, which mm. I don't think is true oh, yeah. at all. Like you, you have to work in that rest if you want to actually succeed. Yeah. And I don't think that's talked about enough. Like, um, and even like within your practice session, like you can't be, it was easier back when I was taking piano classes because mm. then I would separate. Yeah. yeah I'd be yeah. like half voice of my time would be voice. Piano. Yeah. And the second half of my practice would be, um, singing. Um, so uh, yeah, that's just a little bit of what I've noticed. And Mm -hmm. at Belmont, I would say in Belmont in general, I feel like I don't notice it as much. Like when I, yeah, which maybe that's just because I'm mostly running in like the circles that I'm in are all music majors Mm -hmm. for the most part. And so then when I'm seeing non-music majors, that'll be like at like 
fun things. So, mm. so maybe it's just the fact that I like feel like I the only people that I am around while working are mm-hmm. other music majors. And so I have this like distorted perception that like every other major is just like living it up all yeah. the time yeah, and yeah, like yeah. doing fun things, which is, um, which is probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's sometimes what it feels like. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we, especially in musical theater, because we're so, there's so few of us and we have such a specialized, weird major, mm-hmm. it's really easy to be like, we're the only ones who have it hard. Right. Which as is well. so not true. Which is definitely not true. But I have found, especially with this year living with Peyton, who is my roommate this year, who used to be a musical theater major and now she's a communications major, just like seeing her, how. Like, she's thriving, having so much time. Mm -hmm. It almost was kind of like a wake-up call being like, oh, maybe I need to be, like, finding more time for myself. Totally. And things like that because, um, yeah, not to call out Peyton or anything, but (laughs) I just love seeing her and how well she's doing with all the time that she has. And I know she sees me running out the door and she'll be like, I do not miss that. And I'm (laughs) like, yeah, but it's okay. Um, But I would say at Belmont, because everybody... There's a lot of music majors at Belmont for yeah. people who don't know Belmont. It's, I I don't know the percentages, but at least people we're around, it's a lot, a lot of music majors. Yeah. And so a lot of people are doing the same things and everybody has seminar performances. Everybody has rehearsals. Everybody is going into the practice rooms. Right. And um, yeah, I agree with the same thing where it's like, if you're not spending hours and hours in the practice rooms, what are you doing? Totally. Um, where sometimes it feels like where my... Um, voice teacher is telling me to spend an hour in the practice room a day. And then Mm -hmm. my dance teacher is telling me I should be spending an hour practicing this a day. And this other teacher is telling Mm -hmm. me this. And I'm like, there's not enough hours in the day. And so that's when I feel like we can get overworked. And Mm -hmm. even if every teacher is telling you something, you have to find that balance for yourself. Totally, totally, totally. Because sometimes there is not enough hours in the day and you sometimes need to not practice and you need to sleep right? or you need to do this. Um, I think, I, I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I feel there's a lot of times where when we're in rehearsals for a show and we like run something over and over and over again and everyone's getting super tired, like in a bad mood, we've just been doing the same thing forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll just be like, I feel like honestly, this would be better if we didn't run it again and we just right. everybody went home because everyone's in such a bad mood you know which not saying we should be in a bad mood obviously right. we love musical theater and things right. like that. and we love our professors we love, that's not what we're saying <laughs> right. but sometimes i feel like there is like that's just like the one more time thing like if you do right. it one more time is it really going to be better or would it be better if you just went and took a nap and went to bed earlier right or whatever ends up being and it's, oh, it's not you overworking yourself is not always going to get to the better results is totally. kind of what I'm trying to say. Um, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is a time where you felt yourself overworking and how does that affect other aspects of your life when you're being overworked? Mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> no, um, I would say um, for those people who – listening who are not theater people there is a thing <laughs> the week leading up to a performance is known as tech week um Ooh, tech and week. that is pretty much like super late night rehearsals every night of the week leading up to um the performance mm-hmm. um and which it's industry standard well i don't know if it's industry standard but in educational theater uh-huh. that's the standard yeah um and 
just recently, I was just recently in a show um, and it is a super physical show, lots of dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and those late night rehearsals really took a toll on like my physical body in a mm-hmm. way that um, in a way that I hadn't I'm hadn't super experienced in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something different because I'm sort of used to like the mental fatigue, the like vocal fatigue, but then adding like the really the true like physical exhaustion on top of that Mm -hmm. um, was something that was um, (laughs) was not great. And I felt it affecting like my dance classes. uh Um, I would show up in the mornings and I'd be so sore from the night before, Mm -hmm. um, which is fine. And like that means that like I'm getting stronger. Right. (laughs) But um, but that was tough. And I feel like um that was a moment where I was like, oh, I guess if we're running something for lighting, for example, like mm-hmm. I don't have to go 110 oh, percent. Wow. Yeah. Like I can give 80 percent or or 70 percent. So I'm still doing what the people in the light booth need to see yeah. so that they can light me. But I don't have to like exert myself to a crazy mm-hmm. amount. Um, And so and that's something I feel like that we learn as theater majors is like um, learning how to pace yourself in situations like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those things that like you kind of can't be taught by a teacher and mm. you really have to like, learn by experience. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm almost grateful for this past show really working me super hard because it really showed me my limits and mm. like when to recognize when those happen, um, especially in my body so that I can know like, if I do this again, tomorrow is going to be yeah. horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's just something. Also, I did really want to click, want to say, yeah. um, we were talking about grind culture at Belmont. Uh-huh. There's something um, that our voice teacher has said in the past that uh-huh. was, um, stri- instead of striving for perfection, strive for excellence. Uh-huh. And that's something that has sort of like reframed how I practice and work because uh-huh. I'm like, if you strive for perfection, then you're always going to be overworking yourself. Oh, yeah. But if you strive for excellence, then you can you can work hard without overworking. Yeah, you that's know? a good thing. Uh, so love Erica. Love the Miss Erica. Shout Audrey. out Miss Erica. She's both of our voice teacher. She's incredible. Um, no, that's and, that's a good one. I think, especially sometimes, especially because we're just around the best people, right? All of the time. It's all of the best people in musical theater from across the country dropped in the same place. And Mm -hmm. we are, although Belmont is great about not being super competitive, and I Mm -hmm. feel like everyone is so caring and kind here, Mm -hmm. um, you're still, like, everyone is going to be comparing themselves to other people. And when you're around all of these crazy, talented singers, it's kind of like, oh, I want to be perfect. I want to be my best. I want to do the best I can Mm -hmm. or sing like them. And it's just not always going to happen. And I found like just trying to make myself better than I was the day before. Mm. And if I can make like a, even like a little bit of progress, like that's worth it. Cause totally. I, I don't know about you, but whenever I go back and I watch videos of myself singing from even like a year ago, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Like I made, I've done so much better, even without going to the practice room six hours a day, whatever. And right. you know, like you're still going to make progress and progress takes time. Like you're yes. not, I am definitely someone who's, been like oh I need to be able to sing this song perfect tonight right and I'm like it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen right, right? Oh, I know that feeling. <laughs> especially like 
with just being a singer, like jaw tension isn't going to go away overnight. And sometimes right. I'm like, why don't I just have the perfect open belt or whatever it is? And it's like, you're not, you're not going to get rid of things overnight. Totally. It's, you have to keep working at it and like find it again and again and again. And, um, let's see. Oh, what is the time? That's when you find yourself are working. Speaking of the, um, the, like your body being exhausted. I know you were also in 42nd street with me, uh-huh. but we were in 42nd street together. For those people who don't know, it's a crazy dance show. Henry uh-huh. and I were both dancers in that show. And, um, it was, it was crazy. And that was a show where I, my body was so exhausted. My mm-hmm. feet were so tired. Yes. And all the tapping, all the tapping, um, just being, being in heels all the time for me was crazy. It just does a number on you. Mm-hmm. And I really had to, it put kind of into perspective. I was like, these dancers on Broadway, like when they're doing this all the time, they really, really have to take care of themselves because right. Like, eventually, your body will just give out. Like, you can't do it anymore if you keep pushing yourself over and over. And if the show kept going, I probably would have had to have called out if we were doing it professionally. Because I was, at some point, because I was getting so exhausted and my body just needed a break. I had bruises on my feet. And it was, I don't exactly, I think it was just, it wasn't like I dropped something on my foot. It was just, like, overworked and, like, the bottom of my foot had a bruise on it from just continually. Oh, that is crazy. It was really crazy. I don't. I think I just, the adrenaline kind of gets in and you're like, oh, I'm fine. You right. Know, whenever you're doing a show. And you just, we just had to get through the end of four shows or whatever it was. Right. So it was not that big of a deal. But doing school on top of theater, on top yeah. of everything that we're doing. That's it's always just, crazy. It's just yeah. crazy. And it just made me realize like how careful these people doing this all the time yeah. have to be to make sure that they're doing okay. Because yeah. Like you have to take care of yourself and you have right. to take those breaks and like they oh, yeah. can't overwork or else they won't be able to do the show. So yeah, yeah that was something I just really realized in 42nd mm-hmm. was like pushing yourself more and more and more. Eventually you're just going to, you're yeah, going to break. break. You're going to break. Yeah. I I feel like I, this summer, this past summer I worked at a theme park mm-hmm. um, as an entertainer and I worked six days a week doing three shows a day. Yeah. Um, which was, <laughs> it was so wonderful. It was honestly like, such a great experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but it was that thing of like learning how to pace myself throughout the week and throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, like I was saying earlier, like it's one of those things that you have to experience to learn it. I feel like, Mm -hmm. um, and I feel so much better equipped now after doing that. Cause Mm -hmm. that was for four months, six shows a day or six days a week, three shows a day. Yeah. Um, so I, and I feel like that taught me, how to pace myself better. And even though I, like I was saying before, uh, I will still have those moments of being super exhausted. I feel like now I'm like equipped with the tools in, in some ways I definitely have way more to learn, but like now I'm more equipped to take it easy Mm -hmm. and like know what that looks like for me. Yeah. Well, with that also, like you can't, um, you can't like over saying, right like for multiple days in a row, like you really have to find like what is going to be sustainable for yes. you over the whole thing, yes, yes, yes. which I feel like sometimes whenever we're in shows here at Belmont, it's like, Oh, I just have to get through these four shows. So even if I'm a little sick or I'm kind of over singing in this part, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. But like, like it whenever you have to find that like sustainable, whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. like a whole different thing. Totally. And yeah, I was also going to ask like, does that, whenever you're doing all those shows, mm-hmm. um, does that change like how you treated your day off because you knew it was yes. like, your only day to recharge? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think at first I was honestly overly concerned with how I was spending my day off uh-huh. and like 
Um, my castmates would joke at with me at the end of the summer talking about how I like they like never saw me on the day offs at first uh-huh. because I would spend like the whole day alone and inside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I learned pretty quickly. <laughs> like I didn't have to go that hard. Uh-huh. I definitely like swung the pendulum yeah, way yeah, too yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Um, but learning like that, uh, to focus on resting my voice was important, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I could do things like I could still be social and still like do activities yeah. with people. Um, Especially, it was more important that I rest my brain than oh, okay. resting my voice, yeah. I think, um, because of the monotony of doing the same show that uh-huh. many times. It became really important that I do something fun on my day off, uh-huh. um, and so then I'm, like, mentally ready to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. This kind of brings me into my next question, which I feel like... You can disagree with me, but Mm. personally, in the ways that I have known you and Mm -hmm. seen you, I personally feel like you are very good about knowing whenever you need, like, time away from people Mm. or whenever you need, like, a break. Because there have been times when I'll be like, hey, honey, do you want to get lunch? And you'll be like, not often. This is not (laughs) what I'm trying to say. But if you're, like, by yourself and you just want to take time by yourself, like, as a fellow introvert, like, Uh I totally understand. And you're like, I think I just need, like, this time. And I totally respect that. And (laughs) something that more people feel like they need to learn. So I just feel like I want to... The question is, what are some ways that you try to, like, slow down in crazy Mm -hmm. college life? And, like, what are, like, advice that you have about, like, taking your time and things like that? Or just your thoughts? Um, That's really sweet. I definitely... (laughs) um, That is something that I try to be really conscious of uh-huh. is knowing um knowing when I need to take time for myself yeah um so thank you for saying that oh, That's, no I'm not, not offended at all um no uh yeah there are a lot of things I like to do um like Elena was saying spending doing things just me like uh-huh. I know some people's some people have like different definitions of alone time which is yeah. something I've learned as an adult oh okay <laughs> Um, but for me, alone time is literally me alone in a room. Uh-huh. Like, that is what alone time means to me. Um, and so taking that when I need it, um, I love nature. I like to go on walks. Mm-hmm. I like to go outside, um, uh, run, walk, any of that stuff. If there, if I can find a piece of green and, like, <laughs> listen to music and, like, watch the birds, yes. that's amazing. Yes. Um, and also... Um, sometimes I, I've, I used to be a super like perfectionist academically, especially in high school. And since coming to college, I've had to be like, you know what? Sometimes it is worth getting a B on this assignment or Mm. if it means that I'm going to eat dinner. Yes. Yes. (laughs) In fact, a hundred percent of the time it's worth it to eat Uh dinner rather than get a hundred percent on the assignment. Like, or to just be like, to advocate for yourself and be like, Hey, this is going to be late. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Can I have an extension? Yeah. Is like so much better than staying up until two in the morning working on something that's going to be half baked anyway. Yeah. Like, so that's what I do to slow down, like, and just remind myself or like ask myself, is this worth the stress and the pain? And a lot of times it's not. A lot of times it's definitely not. Um, yeah. So that's what I do. Yeah, that's great. Um, I totally understand the, like, is it worth getting a B on this assignment to take time for myself? I think part of, like, slowing down is just figuring out what your priorities are. Yes. And I know um, our teachers talk a lot about if you don't schedule the time for yourself, it's not going to happen. Right. And um, 
I totally understand that because there was a while where I always went to the gym every morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it was making mm. me really happy. I took that time like for myself. I wasn't going to do anything else. And then like lately things have started to get crazy and I started to use that time for homework and other mm. things and I'm starting to feeling overwhelmed. And it's because like the time, like it wasn't, the priority wasn't that time for myself. The priority was getting the homework done or right. getting the other things done. And I don't know, it's, it's always going to get done. Like, yeah. it's always going to be fine. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I saw something on Instagram the other day where it was like, you've always gotten through it before. So, mm, like, you're going to get through it this time. Um, which totally. is, that's that little saying. A little cheesy, but it's so me, cute. It's a little yeah. cheesy, but, but it's, it's, true. it's gotten me through a lot of things. Um, so, yeah. But definitely, like, scheduling time for yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm also, I'm a introverted person. Sometimes being, certain people I can be around and they will like charge me up. But I know mm -hmm. there's like big groups or like specific people, even like nothing against them. Like I can be great friends with people, but sometimes it's just more energy on my part to be around them and totally. have a conversation. Like if they're a high energy person or like they ask a lot of questions, it's like nothing against them. That's not what I'm saying, but it's just more energy for me to expend. Right. And I know fellow introverts will understand. And so just like knowing your people that, like charge you up and if you're already not doing you're already getting like exhausted or overworked mm -hmm. like trying to be cognizant of that and not get yourself into a situation where you're just gonna get more burnt out yeah um but yeah i'm a big reader i do a lot I love of I'm reading i know henry's a little bit too but mm -hmm. um yeah that's something i do i think going to the gym for me i'm just kind of a recent gym convert girl i used to do a lot of sports growing up but I think the fact that I'm not doing it for sports anymore and yeah. like the grind of that um, and like trying to be better mm -hmm. and better and best, just like doing it for myself because it makes me feel good is nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And no. for me, yeah, just a lot of taking time for myself when I need it because being around musical theater people is a lot sometimes, it especially for crazy. like people tending to be introverted. And you just have to know whenever you've hit your limit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, no, it's so true. Yeah. And take your time for yourself. Oh, yeah. How much time per day would you say that you take, like, just for yourself? And do you wish that it was different? Mm. Or are you glad with the amount that it's at? Does it change? That is, oh, that is such a, a difficult question to answer because <laughs> our, I feel like my schedule like is, is so in flux. Uh-huh. Um, I think I've started to try um, becoming more of a morning person mm -hmm. because that would be – that is the time that I have in the day um, that I can take for myself. Yeah. So I – like this semester, I don't have class every day in um, my yeah, first class is 11. Off. Yes, That's I have mornings so nice. every morning. I don't start until 11. Um, so, and at first I was, I would like sleep in until 10 and then like go to class, but I learned pretty quickly that that was not the best thing for me. And yeah. so like now I've started to like wake up a lot earlier, like eight or nine, uh -huh. even this past week I've been waking up at like seven. Yeah. Um, and just like cooking breakfast and read, trying to read more. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so just like. I don't know if I could put an exact hour, amount of hours on it because it does sort of depend on the day. Mm -hmm. But um, taking that time in the morning instead yeah. of taking it at night, I've realized because I, I am sort of like a night owl by nature. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of creative people are, but I feel like 
I'm less productive if I hold off on letting myself like relax until nighttime. Mm. So having a slower start to my day has been really great. And I feel like that's a good opportunity for some me time. Some me time. Mm-hmm. That's so great. This actually I'm going to talk about because I, I used to be the person who I slept up until um, I was chronically tired all the time mm. in school and I would sleep up until my class, which sometimes um, the class would be like one day a week. I would have not have class till 11 and the other mm. day I'd have to wake up at eight, which yes. I've learned it's not great to not wake up close-ish to the same time every day and constantly be sleeping until your alarm and things like that. And Mm -hmm. so morning routine is something I'm probably going to talk about in another episode because it's something I've sort of crafted Mm. as lately. And um, yeah, definitely taking the time in the morning because I have 8 a.m. on Tuesday, Thursday. So and then um, the other days I don't have class till 11. Mm. And so I try to wake up at seven every day ish because mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up at seven anyway for my 8 a.m.s. Um, but then good. that, like I said, that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I get to like have a good breakfast and go to the gym and get some homework done. I kind of just think through the day Yeah. because whenever I wake up, I was finding whenever I'd wake up and like run to class, get on my clothes, like mm-hmm. drink a protein drink on my way out the door. I didn't have time to just like think about what I was doing and yeah. I was, I was forgetting stuff a lot of times. Yeah. And so Yeah, taking that time in the morning for me has been Mm -hmm. really good. Which, I don't know, not morning things aren't for everybody, but for me, it's been great. Totally. Um, My my mom would always say growing up, like, the first thing that you do in the morning sets the tone for your entire day. Like, she'd say that to us. She'd be like, don't, like, get up and get on your phone every day. Which, of course, that would mean I would get up and be on my phone. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But now I, like, really appreciate that idea. And, like, if I can make the first thing that I do after waking up, even if I'm like laying in bed for a while and then get up and do something like if I can make that something positive, then it, mm. it really does set the tone for your entire yeah. day. Yeah. There was a while where I was writing down um, like things I was grateful for, especially oh, whenever I was just like being very cynical about life and things mm. that were happening to me. It was just like it really changes. I know some people who are like really like faith based do this and they like just thank God for things that they're grateful for. But even mm-hmm. if like that's not your thing and you just want to write down like things that you're grateful for, it totally changes um, how your day starts out because totally. I don't know. I would just like write down like, Oh, I'm, I'm grateful to have the room that I have. I'm grateful to live yeah. and be here at school with my friends. And whenever you're constantly thinking of like, Oh, this happened to me and I messed this assignment up and da, 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 da. It can just get really easy to get into that cycle and just totally. be like another day of, awfulness whenever things usually aren't (laughs) as bad as you think they are i'm like i'm here i'm here studying my dream major at one of my dream schools with all these amazing people like why would i waste the time being all cynical about it (laughs) anyways it's easy to get caught up in that yeah but uh oh how much time would i take for myself for a day it definitely changes yeah but um probably on a good day an hour or two yeah i wish it was more yeah. I wish it was more every day, but yeah, I definitely, I'm trying to get more. The more like on top of whenever I'm doing well and I'm on top of like work and mm. things like that, it's easier to take more time. Totally. But okay. Um, do you have any like last thoughts about like hustle culture uh. or anything that you miss that you want to say? It's okay if you don't. Yeah. Um, but. I feel like we covered it. I feel like I talked so much. <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> I guess it that is the good. point of a podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, um, I think this is a great conversation to be having. I think it's one that's going to be something that 
I feel like our industry is probably going to be like yes. taking a look at over the next few years. Even just like um, with, um, I know over Christmas time, it was a huge thing for people on Broadway. They were doing like crazy amounts of shows per week and they were, right. there was a whole thing about like, we are unionized and this is still happening Crazy, and we shouldn't be forced to work this much. Right. So yeah, I definitely think yeah. it's going to be industry a conversation? conversation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think that there's it's just, it's so individual and like everyone's capacity for work is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like finding it for yourself Yeah. and that's absolutely something that I'm still trying to find. Yeah. So for sure. Glad to be going on this journey with you, Elena. Oh, Henry, stop it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's great that we're talking about it. I think it's a super good first episode for me to have because yeah. it's just like, I don't know, it replies to so many things. I know we applied almost everything to our music lives, mm-hmm. but it really applies to so many different things. Like one of my totally. other roommates, Sarah, is a nursing major and a mm. lot of the stuff they like they have clinicals and they right. have all of these crazy like assignments that are worth like 30 percent or not 30 percent more a huge percentage of their grade and things like that that are just really really important that they're right. and I think I know I've talked to them about how people in um because uh all of my roommates my other my other roommate is going to med school as well and so they've talked about people in like those science fields are mm. very much like I studied all day and, oh, da, 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 da. Right. and stuff like that and it's very just normalized whereas like people are like i was in the park troops all day in the music it's like the same thing yes totally. it's the same thing and um so it's really everybody should be talking about this and right. um i don't know if it's like a generational thing but i feel like there's just a lot of people our age who are always like i worked so hard and i did this and i didn't eat today and right and yeah, stuff like that it's just like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be good that you got enough sleep. It shouldn't be good that you right. didn't have time to eat. You know, totally. And just changing the mindset. And I think, like, if I had any advice, it would just be like to change your mindset to like prioritizing yourself. And mm-hmm. overworking is not always the best, the best yeah. thing totally. to do. So great. Okay. Um, our last question is um do you have any podcast recommendations i so do (laughs) i love i love listening to podcasts i could recommend so many i'm literally opening up my podcast no you can you can do i usually do one but you're only here this one time unless you come back so say all of yours okay first one npr life kit it's great they just like talk about a different subject each week yeah um i love this podcast they're really short and it's things like um like the most recent episode was how to prepare for tax season. So it's like really practical <gasps> oh, things. Oh, I need to do that. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. um, and yeah, super interesting stuff in really practical uh-huh. applications. Um, 99% oh, invisible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 99% invisible is a favorite of mine. It's all about design and you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. Uh, I also love this podcast called This Might Get Weird. Uh-huh. Um, super I feel like I've funny. Heard of that one. Yeah, it's Grace Helbig and Mamrie Hart, who okay. were like YouTubers back in the day. Uh-huh. And now they have like this great podcast. It's so funny. They're like these, I think they're both like mid 30s year uh-huh. old women, uh, but they're both like comedians and oh, super fun. fun. I love their podcast. Yeah. They talk about like their weird dogs and like travel mm-hmm. and super fun. Um, 
And then probably my favorite podcast is Sibling Rivalry. I've never um, listened to that. It's so much fun. It's Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange. Okay. Who, if you're Drag Race fans, yeah, you explain. Know. Yeah, they're um, <laughs> iconic drag queens iconic from the drag queens. from the Drag Race uh-huh. world. Um, and yeah, they talk a little bit about the show about RuPaul's Drag Race, but they also just like have conversations. Um, about like everything they're super funny sometimes they're like super political Uh um and yeah highly recommend that podcast um and you don't have to be like a fan of drag race or like a fan of drag or even to like appreciate what it is but yeah yeah so those are my recommendations oh my gosh those are so so many (laughs) no that's good that's good because i have to spread mine out over a long period of time so i'm glad that you had some because well at least i feel like i usually try to recommend self-helpy type ones and there's mm. only so many that I listen to so now right. I need to have listen to yours as well <gasps> yes but yes life kit is yes, so good life kit sounds great all of them sounded great mm. but yeah so this is thank you so much for being <laughs> thank on you the for podcast, having me I, so much fun <laughs> the first one it's going to be released to the world soon we're recording it right now on a little Thursday night wow. so amazing oh my gosh yes thank you so much thank you love you Oh my goodness. Thank you to Henry so much for coming on the podcast today. I had such a great time talking to him. I hope that you all loved him as much as I do. He's such a dear and one of my absolute best friends. I hope you guys could tell. Um, We had such a great time and we were already talking about other episodes that he can come back and talk again on as he was leaving because I enjoyed myself so much. And if you have any questions for me or you want to learn more about me or why I started this podcast, you can go to my website with lovelena.com. It will be linked in the description of this episode below. That's with love, Elena, A-L-A-I-N-A.com. Thank you so much for being here. Signing off, as always, with love, Elena. <laughs>